What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Eheng Podcast. And today we will answer a question from email. This is from Adam. Hello, Sean. I'm Adam, 21 years old, and I have been subscribing for around a week. Well, that's new. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. And I really appreciate if I can have your opinion on property investment. I would like to ask your opinion on new suites at Jalan Ampang for rental investment slash Airbnb. This is my first property investment and I'm a bit nervous. The concept is mini apartment similar to New York, Hong Kong and etc. Only 430 square feet, really small. Do you think that it is a good investment? A loan of 410,000 with cashback of 80,000 for dual key type A1. I'm planning to invest 30,000 in trust fund with a return of 3% monthly for three years. 20 to 30,000 will be used to get the two bedrooms fully furnished and the balance to be used in case of hidden costs and others. I feel it's a good opportunity for me as I am not in a position where I can buy a house with down payment and all legal fees etc to owning a fully furnished mini apartment in the heart of KL. I am inclined to go for Airbnb route as it is really small and I don't think someone would want to live in such a cramped space long term. I feel like KL is not yet dense like New York or Hong Kong at the moment and there are many other options outside of KL. Please do let me know what your thoughts are. I'm worried I might make a mistake in investing this and don't want it to be a financial burden for me many thanks Adam it's a pretty direct one so first of all thank you very much for sending in your query and I think this phenomenon is taking place within that street like that Jalan Ampang street and what's funny is this right as much as I appreciate all the emails that young people send in it's pretty obvious that you have not followed the channel a lot so this is a pretty good example of what I'm trying to express first of all you will tell me this project and how much is the price and what's the cashback like and what you're going to do with the cashback and etc and following to that will, will then be all the negative points about the project it's too dense la, it doesn't make sense la, the size too small la, who's going to stay la. But then the only reason why a lot of people are trying to buy right now because you worry in the future you cannot get one. And there's this common trait among all the emails that young people like you guys are sending in right now. So at 21, I worry I cannot afford. But at 21, think about it. You are not supposed to be owning a property yet. And I've just done an episode last week about this on the amount of flexibility that you can enjoy within your career, within your commitment, within your family, within your life technically, in all aspects by not having a financial commitment. So that's an episode that will suggest you to check it out first. Then the second observation about the emails is then young people are focusing on properties that are cheap within their affordability instead of properties that are generating cash flow. The whole goal of property investment is to not buy cheap properties. The goal is to buy property that has value below the market price, which is a deal in terms of property investment perspective, where it can generate either cash flow or it has very high potential for capital appreciation. Or the marketing deal is crafted in a way where I'm buying it with the purpose of enjoying the cash back. Those are the three things that I will look at within a property deal itself. So again, right, let's just deep dive into this again. What makes a deal 
good, right? A lot of people ask me, so Sean, this property good or not? It depends. First, it depends on the intent of the property. Is this for own state, if it's for investments? You wrote about rental investment or Airbnb purposes. Have you done the math of the demand? Because all you think about is whether you can afford it or not. You have not think about whether you can rent it out or not. At this current moment, what is the room rental in Jalan Ampang for a unit around 450 square feet? Or let's say a studio unit. Because what's certain right now is your commitment to the bank. Every month you will know how much you need to pay to the bank, right? Let's say in this loan of 410,000, it's going to be 2,000 every month. So what's the rental rate then currently and can that cover the 2,000? If that cannot cover, then what's your Airbnb plan? What's the room rates per night? Is it 120, 150? Then what's the occupancy rate within the month? Is it 70% or 80%? Which means within a month, how many nights will this unit be able to be rent out? Then that comes the other issue to think about. Are you going to manage it yourself? Do you have experience of managing yourself? Or are you going to work with a property manager that also runs their own Airbnb? Then they will either take a profit from you or they're going to rent really cheap from you. Then they do the subletting themselves on their platform. Then at 410000 with the cashback, right? So technically it's around 330000 So 330000 for a 400 square feet unit, how much is the price per square feet? And have you compared that with the surrounding projects now? So let's say your neighbor now is at 700 per square feet, but you are paying almost 900 to 1000 per square feet. Then it will be quite weird to expect a capital appreciation from this project when it's completed when the neighbor is only 700 per square feet, right? Of course, there are cases like that. The variable will be the location around this particular new project. Is it within a hospital? Is it within a mixed development? Is it right next to a shopping mall? Or it has the greatest skyline? view or whatsoever then there's also this trick to think about when you have a property it's called the multiple rental option not something I invented I just learned when you have a property you need to have multiple options of tenants so in that particular location who is going to rent like you say long term wise maybe people who works in Jalan what's the rental like then if that cannot cover, what's your next plan? Can you break the unit into several units? It may not work for your unit as well because your unit is only 430 square feet. How to split further, right? Then Airbnb, what are the rates? Who are going to manage it? Then is it more local or is it more expat? And what if the management suddenly decides not to allow people to run Airbnb? Because there are a lot of projects right now that discourage Airbnb in total to be operated within the project itself. As a resident, I absolutely agree. I just don't like to have a lot of strangers within the swimming pool within the facility area within the entrance especially during festivals like Christmas or New Year's Eve right their mindset is ayas I'm just here for the night let's celebrate lah. I offended the neighbor who cares right and I absolutely don't like that but that's a personal opinion but if you're really materialistic if you're really profit oriented so whatever that makes you happy lah. and then the third observation for the email is all this setback of getting the deal but those setbacks are nothing compared to the fear of missing out which is the foremost syndrome that we constantly touch on would you rather have missed a deal or would you live with the mistake for the next 35 years which one would you prefer because of all this uncertainty you are not sure whether this is a good deal or not because at 400,000 what other options can you buy with 400,000 and the main reason why you go into this deal is because you are rushing into it because you think that at this age you cannot have the capital you don't have the capital to invest in a sub-sale one so what's the point of looking into them but in my point of view you shouldn't be holding so much capital at your age at 21 how about you focus on the career build up several things first first six months of 
of emergency fund second buy insurance coverage for yourself then only start investing with the money that you have in extra by investing like that is indirectly investing with your future money what's wrong with what's wrong with starting at 25 what's wrong with starting at 28 well the main difference here is that lack of data still so if you can perfectly very confidently tell me that the rental can cover installment because example right because let's say if you look into the room rates right now per night is around 100 if a fully furnished it is 125 the hotels around klcc at jalan ampang area is around 300 to 400 so 125 definitely got demand and by speaking to several operators the average rate of rental out is around 80 percent so 80 percent times 128 which is 25 days times 130 bucks then i'll have such return then even if i were to share profit with the operator i still get this amount which can totally cover my money installment then suddenly you don't have to write me this email already because all this has been figured out. Figures have tell you that this is a risk that we can go like balk a bit. Well, in the channel, we speak a lot about making informed decisions, but the other half is also important, which is to take calculated risk. Of course, there are properties that makes money, but there are also properties that lose money, which a lot of people don't want to talk about. Like within Jalan Ampang itself, there's this whole segment of auction fiesta that's going on. Are you aware of that? Because whether this decision is good or not, right? It's five years from now, the property that you buy is renting out, making good cash flow every month. Then you come back, Sean, you know what? This is a great decision. But what if five years from now, next to your project, everybody's going to build all the same thing. That's going to be 20, 30,000 units or 450 square feet. So suddenly, it's going to be a whole auction fiesta again. That result determines whether this is a good decision or not. But at least, is a calculated risk. Which then leads to the last point that we should consider also, which is what if the project is empty for the next six months right after you get the keys? Can you afford it? So with all the information that allows you to make that calculated risk and that informed decision, even if the property is empty for the first six months, I can absolutely take it. I am willing to take the risk, Sean, then go ahead. I have nothing against small units. I have nothing against high risk investment. Because personally, I also took a lot of extreme risk in my life. Some ended well, some ended pretty drama, ended up pretty badly, unfortunately. But at the current junction, it was an informed decision. So my recommendation to you, Adam, will be this. To conduct more research first to allow you to make that informed decision. Because if all the data tells you that the rental rate is not going to work, the room rental rate is not going to work, nobody actually rents up only on festivals, then you have how many festive months within the year? Maybe three months out of 12, then for the remaining nine months, can you even cover your installment? Then what are your plans if you cannot cover your installment? And what is your current state of career? Are you very stable within a corporate structure or do you have an entrepreneurial tendency to actually start something on your own? All these needs to be taken into this picture before you make this decision. Because based on the email that you write, you are playing with money of your future that you might not be able to pay for the next few years if the deal doesn't work out. Because for this price range, of course not KLCC, but there are a lot of other properties that I will look into. So part of the four basic steps, if you are new to the channel, go look into that video. Minimally, I would suggest people to look at 20 different properties first before jump into the first one. But you writing in, you are that perfect persona that I'm trying to address. The amount of cashback, the amount of deals, booking rates are going fast. Everything are just enticing and triggering your FOMO alarm everywhere. If I don't buy now, I'm an idiot, right? Everyone feels like that, right? <laughs>
especially the first few properties. And I guess that's all for this episode. So thank you very much again for writing in. But I would suggest you to go through the channel a little bit more first, to go through another 20 more property galleries, spend a little bit more time in doing the research for the surrounding projects around the project that you're going to invest before deciding in getting one. Because even if the unit is booked, again, is it better to make an informed decision by missing out a deal or to make a mistake and living with it for the next 35 years? Because this might not 100% be a money-making deal. It might go south even if it's an informed decision, but you are prepared for it at least. Right? And I guess that's all for this episode. For those who still have any questions regarding real estate, do just email me at T-A-N-I-H-E-R-N-G T-A-N-I-H-E-R-N-G at gmail.com or you can just DM me on Instagram I-H-E-R-N-G Do follow me on Instagram and I'll see you guys on the next one. Happy New Year, everybody. Ciao. When love comes in my heart.